Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton on a game night. The Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. This is Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Bob Stoffer with you at Rogers Place. The Chicago Blackhawks in town. Miko Koskinen for the Oilers against Cam Ward. Uh, that is all we know right now in terms of the Hawks. They did not have a morning skate today. Played last night. Patrick Kane missed yesterday's game due to an illness. Uh, we'll have more knowledge at 5 o'clock. We're going to head straight off to a River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. We are joined by former Oiler and three-time Stanley Cup champion. That's right, three-time uh, Stanley Cup champion, Colin Fraser. Colin, it's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing well. That that has a nice ring to it, eh? I, I like to say I just had really, really good timing. Well, you know, not only that, you played on one of the greatest world junior teams ever. You were always in the right place at, at the right time, were you not? Fill in a roll, Bob. Fill in a roll. I mean, the game's changed a little bit where they're all skilled guys, but when I played, those, there's room for us plugs on the fourth line to to battle it out and create some energy, and I was fortunate enough to do that on uh, – a few good teams. Well, uh, put it this way. Uh, people will have appreciation for the fact uh, that you just called yourself a plug because uh, many would say I am the plug version of the broadcast world. 359 <laughs> NHL games. I, 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 I got to do this. Before we get to the Little Oilers, it's it's a story that to list. I think you know where I'm going here. Coming back from the world, arguably the greatest. It was the year of the lockout. You guys were in Grand Forks. You had that terrific team. Crosby was an underager that year on your team. Patrice Bergeron had already played a full year in the NHL. But the Calgary Hitmen and the Red Deer Rebels, and you and Dion Phaneuf were with Red Deer, and Calgary had these two behemoths by the name of Ryan Getzlaff and Andrew Ladd. And you guys get back, and, uh, hey, it's great. You all won a World Junior Championship. But uh, if I recall correctly, I think it was like January 25th or in around there, 25th, 26th. Uh, two seconds into the game, Andrew Ladd fights Dion Phaneuf. And then you line up opposite of Getzlaff and say, what do you say? All right, it's great. We won a World Junior Championship. Now let's settle this thing. Pretty much. I mean, everyone asked if it was planned. I said, no, it wasn't planned at all. Dion and... And Laddie, I'd, I'd make the argument they didn't necessarily see eye-to-eye, two uh, pretty stubborn-headed nose guys there. And then uh, me and Getzi, I'd try to fight Getzi every game, but he was never allowed to fight because he was arguably the best player in the league at the time. And uh, I say, hey, Getzi, if there's ever a time, now's the time. 
And he's like, okay, okay, yeah, let's go, let's go. So uh, four seconds into the game, it was me and Getzlaff. And it's funny you bring the story up because this is the, the, the best hockey story I have. People still, whatever, 15 years later, whatever it is, people still ask me about it uh, often enough for sure. I mean, it's just, now, who did FNF, did FNF hit Crosby in the pre-tournament and you in it? I'm trying to, something happened. <laughs> you know this story? Not a lot of people know this story. So, uh, I don't know. I was a heart and soul guy, right? Uh, yeah. I didn't play long in Edmonton, but I was a guy that just played meat and potatoes. You know, I played hard. Um, in practice, the guys would always bug me, tell me to calm down. i say, hey, guys, listen, I got one gear. I only have one gear, and that's all in every time. So, uh, yeah, Phaneuf was picking on Sid, and Sid was on uh, the same team as me, and uh, me and Dion got in. I just sticking up for him, really, and then me and Dion got into it, and, and we fight, and we were teammates in Red Deer, obviously, so it was funny, and then the coach was Brent Sutter, who was the coach of the Red Deer Rebels, and so it was like this big, funny story, and Brent called us in after the game, and he pretends to get really mad at us and say, hey, you guys know you can't fight at World Juniors. And we all just started laughing because it was, uh, for me, it was a funny story. So well, I'm sticking up for Sid, you know. I good for you. Uh, so, just the concept of the guy from your junior team, and he's, and that is something Dion would do. I mean, Dion Phaneuf was the guy when he played for the Southside Athletic Club. When he was in Bantam Triple A's and he was an absolute behemoth, he'd sit there and stare down the kids from the other Triple A teams as they came into their dressing rooms. Right? He'd make them walk. That's part of Dion's act. But uh, oh, it's it's a, it's a wonderful thing. I recall I had a little bit of fun. Uh, we're joined by Colin Fraser because Colin, you you played the one season for the Oilers in 2010, 2011. You scored three goals that year. You got two in one game in New Jersey. <laughs> And who? And then you're going with the Kings. You're playing New Jersey, and lo and behold, who breaks through and scores against Jersey to open up the Stanley Cup final? Yeah, you. Uh, I love that you know all these the history of Colin Fraser because uh, um, I did. I scored two goals on Marty Berger in the same game. So fast forward to 2012. I'm with the Kings. It's before Game One. Kind of after uh, Daryl Sutter gives his pregame speech, and I say, "Hey, boys, 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 come on in here, come on in here." I'm like, guys, listen, listen. I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been known to score not one, but two goals on Marty Berger in the same game. And they're all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, friends, yeah, yeah," because I'd scored only I think three goals that year as well with the Kings. And well, lo and behold, in the first period of the Stanley Cup Finals, I scored on Marty Berger, my biggest uh, goal I ever scored, and it was uh, pretty special and pretty funny at the same time. Uh, we're joined right now by Colin Fraser. He's an Oilers alum that is involved in Little Oilers. That's right, Little Oilers. Uh, tell us uh, about what what it's like for you. By the way, are you in Sylvan Lake now, uh, Colin? Where are you living these days? Yeah, Sylvan Lake, uh, Alberta. My wife locked me down when I was uh, 18 years old, and I never left. And uh, now I'm done playing hockey, and this is where I'm raising the family, Sylvan Lake, Alberta. We know damn well you kicked your coverage there, bud. You know how that works. Yep. <laughs> you're not overachieving. You're not trying, Bob. Come on. Uh, hey, it's story of my life. Uh, I, I, how much you enjoy? I mean, it's yeah. Look, you're one of the alumni guys. You're giving back. I think you're going up to the uh, the uh, metropolis of Grand Prairie, Alberta, which is a big Oilers now uh, fan base up there. But uh, how cool is it for you to get a chance to work with some some young kids and getting them turned on to a great game? Well, I think it's uh, a great program. So the Oilers. Uh, in collaboration with the NHL and the NHLPA, 
uh, three years ago, got together, not just the Oilers, but every team in the NHL, and, you know, how can we grow the sport of hockey? And they've started this program called the Learn to Play program, um, and with the Oilers, they're called the Little Oilers. And uh, kids can sign up uh, for $150. They get a full set of gear, skates, sticks, gloves, helmets, a bag, the whole nine. They get six uh, one-hour sessions with uh, alumni and Hockey Alberta instructors. Um, And then if they go through the program and do sign up for minor hockey, uh, $100 of their original $150 deposit will go towards their first year of uh, registration for minor hockey. So um, great program. I'm really excited. It's my first year doing it. I'm joining uh, Jason Strudwick and Jeff Delorier, as they've uh, done it the past yep. few years in Edmonton. I'm going to be kicking off the Grand Prairie uh, expansion. So um, that'll be three week- weekends in February. Sign up on the Oilers' website. Um, it's it's going to be via lottery because they, ex- they only have 100 spots, and they expect to more than 100 registrations. Um, so that's how it's going to go, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it's for those kids that maybe haven't been exposed to hockey in the past or, um, you know, maybe they're from another country, whatever it is, it's uh, trying to create this passion and uh, access to a game that we all know and love. Colin Fraser joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. Colin, the Chicago Blackhawks are in town tonight. Uh, that's the organization you came up with. You earned it the hard way. You spent three full years in the minors, racked up over in around 150 pims a year and, you know, around 35, 40 points. And you were with the Hawks when they evolved. Uh, obviously, Patrick Kane was drafted in 07, Taze in 06, but they went for, I mean, I remember going, I told the story last week when we were there. Uh, I was in Bill Wirtz's uh, suite uh, just before he'd passed away in 06, and there was like 7,000 people at the game, and it completely transformed. Um, can you speak to maybe what Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane brought along with uh, maybe an underrated guy, though not in my world, and a guy that you share a common bond with because of your agent, Jerry Johansson, Brent Seabrook, and Duncan Keith, but just how it transformed in Chicago and what it was like to be a part of. Well, so when we first went to camp um, back in the Bill Wirtz days, they'd literally give us a stack of tickets um, at camp for exhibition games and say, hey, go hand these out. So all the prospects would be running around the malls trying to chase girls around and giving them these free tickets to to the NHL game. Um, my first game I ever called up for, there was maybe 7,000 people in the stands, like you say. And it was like almost like overnight, um, uh, Mr. Wirtz passed away, and now Rocky Wirtz took the team over. And it was almost instantaneous. The, the buzz, the, they put the games back on TV. They bring in, obviously, Kane and Taves, uh, Seabrook, Keith, like you say, all these core guys that are still there. And they start winning hockey games. And as soon as they started winning hockey games and making a push for the playoffs, this building went from 7,000 people a game to you can't get a ticket and it's the hottest ticket in town. Uh, and then obviously winning the cup in 2010, the, the rest is history. And it's been, I mean, arguably the hottest ticket in, in Chicago for the last, whatever it is, 10 years, eight years. It's yeah, an no, unbelievable it's, change. Uh, just to, to Seabrook, and I know that there's, uh, from the analytics types, there's a contentious issue on a salary at $6.9 million. But, I mean, that's a guy, he can do it pretty much any different way uh, you want. You want to play with skill, he can play with skill. And just ask David Backus. He could knock you in next week, too. <laughs> That's 
right? And I think having played on winning teams, um, I know there's the analytics movement, and it's a great tool to have, absolutely. But you need these hard guys in these playoff games to win games. Brooks Orpik in Washington last year. I mean, there's always a guy. You can't have six of them, but you need one of them, in my opinion. Um, outside of the numbers, it's an energy game. It's blocking shots. It's things that don't show up on the score sheet. When I played in L.A., it was Willie Mitchell and Matt Green single-handedly watched them kill off a five-on-three penalty kill in the Stanley Cup Finals. They're out there the whole two minutes and must have blocked ten shots each. That stuff doesn't show up in analytics. So, um, you know, a guy like Siebes, I know they talk about salary. He is getting older. The game's getting faster. Of course, all those things, but I think he brings intangibles that might go unnoticed in the game. Well, he beat up David Backus or knocked David Backus out too, and that's my always been my least favorite player in the NHL. I know you briefly were in the Blues organization just to end off your career. Little Oilers sounds like you're Jack for it. I gotta, I gotta just wrap up with this, Colin, because uh, did you not finish your career over in uh, Germany playing in Nuremberg? Nuremberg, Germany. Yeah, it was the, my last year. Yes. What was the name of the team? The, uh, the the ice tigers. The ice tigers. What was it like? <laughs> well, we were we were just as you know we were just in Germany, and uh, I didn't think this was possible, and nor would you. But I gained twelve pounds in a week. Um, yeah, beer and sausage. Yeah, <laughs> do it to you. yeah, schnitzel and beer every day. It'll, it'll it'll get you. But how did you find that experience? Uh, I mean, you, you, obviously, you climbed the mountain in the NHL multiple times, won Stanley Cups, greatest World Junior team of all time. But how how was it to play in Germany? Uh, you know what? I really liked my experience in Germany. The hockey was. What I came to learn is that there's a lot of good hockey players out there. So you, oh, I'm going to go back to Germany. I'm going to be the skill guy, and I'm going to play on the power play like I did in junior. No. Not true. I was still this uh, PK checking forward. You are what you are, and you know what you know. And uh, uh, the, the lifestyle of Germany, I had two kids there, uh, not born there, sorry, but brought them over with me, uh, learning German. My son still knows some German and hasn't forgotten it. And uh, just the culture and the, um, the people, great experience. I can't, uh, uh, no complaints at all, and I, I'm glad I did it. Um, you know, I'd highly recommend it to anybody, whether they don't play in the NHL and have to go to Europe early or at the end of their career. It's, uh, it's a good experience. I, I can't believe they had Danny Heatley on the power play at Nuremberg ahead of you. Well, <laughs> listen, Heater, Heater was a great guy, but I think I even beat Heater. I could beat Heater in a race at that point in his career. <laughs> so it wasn't... Uh, uh, I should have been on the power play ahead of Heater. How about that? Hey, have fun with uh, Little Oilers, and thanks for sharing some tales with us, okay? Colin, great talking with you. Good, good stuff, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Colin Fraser, who spent a year in Edmonton, uh, won a Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks in 9-10, was with the Kings organization, uh, played a ton uh, in the 2012 run, was with the organization 14 as well. He is with Little Oilers. And again, the Little Oilers program is an initiative developed in collaboration with the National Hockey League and the National Hockey League's Players Association. It's expanding into its third year. In addition to the 350 spots available to Edmonton, uh, citizens of Edmonton, the program will also expand to Grand Prairie to offer 100 spots to children in that area, aged 4 to 8. Uh, it's designed to introduce youth, boys and girls, to the great game of hockey. 
by uh, helping break common entry barriers into the minor hockey system. All participants are provided with new complimentary CCM hockey equipment, stick, helmet, shoulder pads, skates, elbow pads, gloves, pants, shin pads, jerseys, socks, and equipment bag, and six one-hour uh, on-ice sessions with instruction from Oilers alumni and local hockey experts. So January and February uh, in the downtown community arena in Edmonton and Revolution Place. Revolution Place in Grand Prairie, Alberta, and Colin Fraser is part of that. Visit edmontonoilers.com. Again, little Oilers uh, ill-eligibility includes uh, participating children must be aged 5 to 6 during the program schedule, which is January 27th to March the 1st. And for the Grand Prairie expansion, participating children are aged 4 to 8 during the program schedule February 9th to the 24th. No previous participation with any Hockey Canada sanctioned programming. And $150 deposit upon uh, program completion, $100 will be credited towards enrollment in Edmonton or Grand Prairie and surrounding uh, community minor hockey program. This is a terrific initiative. Colin Fraser, uh, he was only here one year, just a great guy. And that the story coming back, I and I, I got... I got a call from a guy that listens to the show every day out of Red Deer, and he, he goes, you'll never believe what happened tonight. And I'm like, I already heard on Network 54. That's right, going back to 2005. Network 54, WHL. That's how we sort of before Twitter, that's how we got some of our information. You know, Andrew Ladd fought Dion Phaneuf two seconds into the game, and then Colin Fraser just fought Ryan Getzlaff four seconds into the game. Unbelievable. Those guys just won a World Junior title, and I, there were stories before, obviously, and now you've heard it all. Oh, that's cool stuff. Uh, you know what? That's hockey. This is Oilers Now. We'll take a timeout. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Lots of positive feedback on our interview with Colin Fraser. Love those hockey stories, Bob, on our Heartland Ford text line. Absolutely love them. I always thought Colin Fraser played more than one year with the uh, Oilers. That one comes to us from Craig. Oh, he was a terrific guy uh, that year. He was didn't have a great year by his standards, but uh, worked out well for him. Got flipped to the Kings and won a couple more cups. All right, let's get to it. It is time for NHL Today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear in here. Back in the studio in 630 Chad is Brendan Escott. 13 games on the NHL schedule tonight, Bob. Uh, Canadian action sees the Jets currently playing uh, in playing Florida in Finland, I should say. That was one nothing Panthers at last look. The Leafs host the Stars. Montreal welcomes in Washington. And Colorado is down the QE2 in Calgary. The Panthers officially activated Roberto Luongo off the the injured reserve, James Reimer, did get the start this afternoon. He is expected to start tomorrow as well. Uh, meanwhile, Kings goaltender Jonathan Quick had surgery to fix a torn meniscus yesterday and is out indefinitely. Uh, stars forward Alex- Alexander Radulov will miss, likely miss, it's not confirmed yet, but likely to miss his fifth of the last six games with a lower body injury. Mike Condon placed on waivers by the Ottawa Senators yesterday after he got lit up by Arizona earlier this week. Mike McKenna has been called up to replace him. Bakersfield Condors fell 4-3 on the road last night to uh, the Stockton Heat. 
Caleb Jones had a goal. Josh Curry had the other two. Stuart Skinner taking the loss in net. They return home on Saturday to play the Texas Stars. The Oil Kings back in action tomorrow in Regina and Saturday in Swift Current. Golden Bears, Bob, I believe, have a bye this weekend. And finally, uh, Tyler Smith, one of the survivors of the Humboldt Broncos bus, bus crash, will make his debut on uh, Friday night. He suffered a broken collarbone and a shoulder blade and uh, some nerve damage in his arm. One final note here. This just came across like a few minutes ago. Slava Voinov has filed for reinstatement with the NHL. He's been out since uh, 2014 with that domestic violence issue. Yeah, I uh, need to do a little bit of research on that one. Uh, interesting story there. Uh, disappointing, obviously. We'll see what happens. Uh, as he served his time, I guess we'll see what ends up transpiring on that front. Uh, U of A, by the way, I, I think they have re- they got Regina this week. I think they got Regina at home this weekend. Uh, and Jake Neighbors uh, is the WHL Rookie of the Month from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, he is not draft eligible until 2020. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.